0: On this podcast, Pastor Moody brings us a message entitled, When Christmas is Over. His scripture text to be taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 12 through 15. Here now, Pastor Moody. Go with me to Matthew, chapter 2, and let's look starting in verse number 12. This is talking about the Magi after they had came and brought their gifts and worshipped the king. It said, being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold the angel of the Lord, watch this, appears again to Joseph in another dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be there, and be thou there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child, what's this, to destroy him. They've been worshipping him. He's being adored. Angels have heralded his arrival. Heavenly hosts shouting glory to God. Now they're trying to kill him. The scripture said when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. And he was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord of the prophets saying, Out of Egypt I have called my son. Father, add your blessing to the reading of your word and let us just be obedient to the Spirit of God today. Open our hearts, God, let us realize how great Jesus is. And we'll give you the praise. And everybody said, amen, amen. You know, the spirit of Christmas, as we call it, or the attitude of Christmas in the country, and the land, as I mentioned, it's amazing. You know, not just the commercial aspects of it and all that happens, but I, I thought like this, Usually during the time leading up to Christmas, there's a a measurable shift uh, towards reconciliation and forgiveness, especially in families. It seems like peace is made and people kind of draw closer together. There seems to be a change even in the atmosphere. It seems like hope comes from nowhere. Amen? Amen. In situations that we were thought were unsolvable. People get crazy at Christmas time sometimes. You know, even our budgeting that we normally try to, you know, try to manage with our financial affairs kind of goes out the window, and gifting becomes the order of time. Everybody's all about buying for someone else. But when you read the gospel account of that first Christmas, there are angelic visitations. I mean, an angel comes to Mary, tells her she's going to conceive of the Holy Spirit, bring forth a child that's the Son of God. Joseph, who's espoused to her, engaged to her, and was going to put her away because he found out she was with a child, but God visits him in a dream. The angel of the Lord says, fear not to take Mary to you to be your wife because that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. When That night, the angel, when he was born, appeared to shepherds and uh, said, I bring you glad tidings of great joy, for unto you is born in the city of David a Savior. And then the multitude, the heavens were filled. Tozer said this, A.W. Tozer, he said, Don't you think that angels and and seraphim and cherubim are beings created to help God in his time of need? Because he said, God needs no help. But angels, the Bible said, are ministering spirits sent to minister to those who are the heirs of salvation. Hence the multitude shouting, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. All this stuff happens announcing the birth of Christ. Shepherds come and see the baby in the manger. Sometime later, magi come from the far east bringing gifts and they find the young child they worship him and it's it's all this glorious wonderful story but just as it is now when christmas is over there's a dramatic and a drastic change in everything I thought like this today, the decorations are already gone. I walked around, the trees are gone, the lights are gone. It's it's that way everywhere. It's 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 coming down. In every store there's a new sales campaign. It's an after Christmas sale or a year in clearance. Are y'all with me? It's it's like everything's starting to change, going back to business as usual. And even some of the people that were so nice last week have declined into a more uh, harsher version of themselves. How many's found that? <laughs> Don't look at your wife, Bubba. You'll be in trouble. But let me go on. <laughs> There's a lesson here. The thing that made Christmas Christmas was Jesus. And we don't ever need to lose our focus of Jesus. Can you say amen? We need to continue search after him, to look after him, to try to find him. I thought like this, that when the shepherds were guided to see Jesus, the Bible said in Luke chapter two, verse 16, they came in with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Did you ever notice the Bible always says Mary and Joseph, not Joseph and Mary? Because in that day it was customary, the man had preeminence, but how many knows Mary has preeminence in this this family? And then when Jesus is born, it's the babe and Mary. He has preeminence, amen. I just wanted to say that. And... uh, the scripture said though when they came and when they had seen it, verse 17, they made known abroad, they began to tell everybody the saying which was told of to them concerning the child, concerning Jesus. Verse 18, and everybody that heard it, the word there is wondered. In the original text, it was marveled. People began to marvel, amen, of the things which were told them by the shepherd. But Mary, in verse 19, it says, pondered these things, kept, kept these things and pondered them in her heart. Gill said, John Gill said that the word Ponder there in the heart means that, it be, means that she literally compared them In her mind She began to remember Amen. What had been said to her by the angel At the annunciation She began to remember what was said to her By her husband What God had told him in that dream She remembered in the six months Of Elizabeth's pregnancy Going to see her And when they greeted Elizabeth said The babe in my womb leaped And she was filled with the Holy Ghost And so was he Woo! And she began to prophesy Come on, somebody. Mary's thinking about all of these things. And and, uh, so all of a sudden now, we see that he's born. He's here amen they brought him in to be circumcised and do according to the custom of the law they have went back they have spent some time now in their house there in Bethlehem maybe a year or so well I know at least you're going on towards two and then suddenly magi come and they bring gifts and now when they leave amen God begins to sound warnings he begins to say take the child and flee down to Egypt because Herod amen is going to try to kill this child Amen. Verse number 12 of our text said that uh, being warned of God, here's another dream, amen, another epiphany, another intervention, being warned of God, amen, that they should go by a different way. I want to tell you something about these magi. It was more than we three kings of Orient are. It was a troop of magi that came and traveled for over a year. Once that star appeared, reading prophecies and knowing that he was a star, a scepter would rise out of Jesse, out of David. Can you say Amen? And when that star appeared, they traveled and they came from far. They came with a caravan, bringing gifts and blessings. They were sovereignly guided by God, amen, to Bethlehem by that star, hallelujah. And now they're being sovereignly warned of God in another dream, not to return to Herod, but to take a different route home. I want to say this today. I think when we see Jesus, we ought to walk a different route when we leave, Well, 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 let me preach there a while. I think when we've come to get acquainted with the king, when we've met the master, when we've bowed at the manger, and more importantly today, when we've knelt at the cross and the Holy Spirit has come in and we've been born again, can I get a witness? Oh, thank God for 42 years. It's not been business as usual for me. No, sir, there's been a sovereign leadership. There's been an anointing. Amen. Amen that instructs us and guides us. I've heard a word saying don't go this way and don't go that way. I've heard the word say just keep pressing on. Keep walking forward. I want to tell you when you meet Jesus, come on, somebody help me. There's a change that takes place in your life. Give him praise if you would. God told them to take a different route and he told them why. Because Herod wants to kill you. Paul said this in Second Corinthians chapter two. He said, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, we're not ignorant of his devices. I want to tell you something, you don't have to fall. Hello is this on? I said, you don't have to fall. you don't have to fail. You don't have to be overtaken by the devil. matter of fact, I know who he is. I know what he looks like. I've seen him show up before because we're not ignorant of his devices. Paul elaborated in Ephesians chapter six and verse 10 when he said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand, watch this, against the wiles, the attacks, the attempts, the plan. I don't know what Satan has got. Not planned for 2021, but I hear a voice, my God, saying, "You just need to go on the way that I lead you." My God will help us. Give Him praise! If whoa, Hallelujah! Somebody shout Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Around high five, your neighbor, do something and say, Isaiah said, No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Hallelujah. And everything, every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn it. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And God said, Your righteousness is of me. Hallelujah. Whoa. God took them back a different way. Man, we've walked through alligators waist deep in 2020. We've walked through the COVID. We've walked through attempts of the enemy to take us out. We've done something that a Pentecostal preacher never does. We've shut the church down, we've roped off every other pew. That's just against my nature. And I'm not saying that's of God, but I'm saying in the midst of everything that hell's thrown at us, here we are, hallelujah, getting ready to step into another year, glory to God. Some of us have said goodbye to some people this year. Some of them went on to glory. These kids lost their grandpa, went on to be with God. We've had 10 family members, I believe it was, taken this year 13 out of the church. And yet we're standing here today saying that there's still a God, that Jesus is still Lord. There's nobody greater. Shout to the Lord. All the earth, let him sing. Power and majesty. Come on. He's still God. Glory to God. Whoa, hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm feeling good today. You know, not only did, did the Magi have to leave, I'm talking about when Christmas is over. When Old Holy Night, when they, when they put it back in the, in the, in the uh, whatever they put it in until next year. <laughs> I started to say the tape case, but we don't have them anymore. The CD sleeve, but we don't have them anymore. Now you've you got something you can play it on your wrist. Let <laughs> me go on. But no, the, the magi have to leave, but according to verse 13, God then says to Joseph in a dream, arise and take the young child, watch this, and flee to Egypt. Run into Egypt. Amen. I I thought like this, that he was directed by the Lord. He said, Herod's gonna try to kill him. This was, can I tell you this man was known as Herod the Great. That's who he was known as. and, And he was named King of Judea by the Roman Senate in 37 B.C. He died in 4 B.C., And he was an Idumean, which means he was a descendant of Esau. He was an Edomite. Anybody know who that is? That's the Arabs. And God had said about him, his hand's always going to be in the neck of my people. He's always going to try to destroy them. Are you all with me today? He was there by, by, by appointment of Rome. Can I say it? He was assigned by hell to be there. Think about it, his goal. He was not happy when those magi came and said, where is he, born king of the Jews? He did not want there to be a king of the Jews, a Messiah, can you say amen? This guy was vicious. You know, history says, Philo recorded that by the time this guy died, he had already killed his wife and two of his own sons trying to protect his position on the throne. Now he, 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 this, he's gonna try to kill the Messiah, can you say amen? And, and I thought like this verse three of, of, of Luke two says that when the Magi came, it said Herod was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Let me translate it. Herod got upset and all Jerusalem got scared. Because when this guy got upset, usually bad things happen. Can you say amen? And God knew who he was. He says, take this baby and flee into Egypt. They were, they were fugitives. I'm telling you, the son of God was a fugitive. The enemy's trying to kill him. We shouldn't be surprised. That was his plan in the garden when he got Adam and Eve to and then when God said to Eve that, that she'd be saved in childbearing and said your seed will destroy the serpent and, you know, he, you're gonna bruise his heel but he's gonna crush your head, devil and uh, so Satan started then the scripture said a little bit later that the sons of God the angels that fell out of heaven with Lucifer that they took unto them they embodied themselves somehow and took unto them daughters of men and they had babies that were giants men of renown his hope it wasn't you know like some Star Wars movie folks come on what this was was Satan trying to corrupt the righteous seed line all the way back to Seth to prevent the Messiah the seed of the woman are you with me being born that's why God had to found Noah, a man, amen, the Bible said was a just man and perfect in his generations, which means his genealogy was perfect. You could trace him all the way back to Seth and God destroyed the world with a flood and somebody said, wasn't he cruel? No, he was preserving a way of salvation, glory to God. So here we are again, the devil's trying to kill Christ and uh, it's not the first time the Bible said In Exodus chapter 2 verse 15, when when Pharaoh heard about Moses killing the Egyptian and buried him in the sand, that he sought to kill Moses. Moses would be the deliverer. He would be rescued from the Nile. And and, and Moses, you know, he, after that, he, he fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Medea. And he was a fugitive. And he sat down by a well, and then he met Zipporah. And the rest is history. And then the Bible said when Elijah had taken the prophets of Baal up to Mount Carmel and slain all of them, and they were saying the Lord, he is the God, and Elijah said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. It wasn't a cloud in the sky, it wasn't thunder he was hearing. It was that declaration that the Lord, He is God. That's what God said. Are y'all with me? Would bring the rain back after a three and a half year drought. And the scripture said in 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 1 that Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and with all how he had slain the prophets with the sword. And Jezebel sent a message, amen, uh, to Elijah and said, uh, So let the gods, little G, the little devils that I serve let them do unto me and more also if I make not your life as one of them by this this time tomorrow let me translate if you ain't dead by tomorrow they can just go ahead and kill me and then it said when he saw that watch this he arose and went for his life he ran He became a fugitive, are you with me? And yet he's the man of God. And he ends up under a juniper tree and and, uh, uh, then he ends up in a cave and then God comes by with an earthquake and God comes by with a mighty wind and then a still small voice that says, what are you doing here? And he said, I'm the only one left to serve you. And God said, oh no, I've got thousands that have never been there. You get up and go back and start anointing Jehu and Elisha. It's gonna take your place. Place. You're, they're not gonna kill you. You getting ready to take a flight out of here? Hallelujah! And there came a chariot of fire, and he was caught up in a whirlwind. Uh, somebody said there wasn't no rapture in the Bible. I'm about to get happy. There was one right there. Can you say amen? And Enoch was another one. Uh, hallelujah! And two witnesses in Revelation. There'll be another one. Uh, then the 144,000. There'll be another one. Are you ready? And there's a church that's getting ready to leave glory to God. Get Get ready. We may be fugitives in this land, but we're about to get our deliverance. Hey, hallelujah! Uh, when Christmas is over, I need to hurry. I was telling you about dreams and angels, but well, let's look at the voice of the prophet in this. Your Bible says in verse 16, when Herod saw that he was mocked, wise men. Of the wise men, he was exceedingly wroth and sent forth and and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and all the Coast thereof from two years old and under. I told you, Christ at this time was maybe right at two years, two years old. He was trying to make sure that he killed them according to the time which he'd learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah, or Jeremiah the prophet, saying, In Ramah there was a voice heard, lamentation, weeping, Great morning, Rachel weeping for her children. would will not be comforted because they were not. Amen. I, I want you to understand something. Jesus went quickly from being adored to being hated, to being pursued by a vicious tyrant. God protected him. And do you know, we don't, when he, he, he goes into Egypt, and then when he comes back into the land, The scripture says, listen, that Herod gave an order to kill every male child. This substantiates the idea of his age. Jeremiah said this, uh, Jeremiah 31, 15, thus saith the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, bitter, weeping. I just read where he quoted that. And Rachel, weeping for her children, refused to be comforted with her children because they were not for her children because they were not. But verse 16, listen to what God says. Thus saith the Lord, Refrain, withhold your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears for your work shall be rewarded, saith the Lord and they shall come again from the land of the enemy. God said, I'll bring him out of Egypt. He Come on, somebody. He he comes out of Egypt, and and then he goes to his home in in Nazareth. Hallelujah. Verse 19, 19, Heard said, when Herod was dead, the angel of the Lord appeared again in a dream to Joseph, said, Arise, take the young child and his mother, amen, and and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead, which sought the child's life. Listen to this this next verse. It said, amen, that they, they were dead, and he arose and took the young child his mother came again to the land of Israel, but when he heard that Archelaus, amen, did reign in Judea, in the room of Herod his father, he was afraid to go there, and being warned again of God in a dream, he turns aside into Galilee, he goes to, to the seashore country, he goes out of Judea into Galilee, and he goes down to Nazareth. Now, I want you to understand this, that, that Herod the Great had two sons. One of them was named uh, Herod Antipas. He's the one that cut off the head of John the Baptist during the time of Jesus' ministry. And then he had this other son who was a brutal murderer called Archelaus. And so God sends him down to Nazareth by, according to the word of the prophet, amen. I want to say this. When Joseph went to live in Nazareth with Jesus, he was fulfilling prophecy again. In Matthew chapter 21. Amen. It says here that uh, because God was said, he'll be called a Nazarene. But in Matthew 21, it's a triumphal entry when they're cutting down branches and throwing their clothes and he's riding in on a donkey. The Bible says that when he came into town, amen, the, the multitude that went before him in verse 9 went before and followed Christ, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come to Jerusalem, now watch this. When Herod heard that he was born, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. But now Herod's dead. He's come out of Nazareth. He's coming back into Jerusalem. He's, he's called the Nazarene, can you say amen? And they said, who is this? Verse ten Verse 11 says, and the multitude said, this is Jesus the prophet of Nazareth, can somebody shout right there? Amen. Fulfilling the word of God. In Mark one twenty four. amen, the Bible said that the, there was a demon-possessed man, and the demon spoke up and said, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou? Jesus of Nazareth, we know who you are, O Nazarene, amen. And uh, amen, he said, are you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You're the holy one of God, I remember some years ago when the Left Behind series movies were out, and uh, there was one uh, particular of uh, those movies that showed at the end of, of uh, the tribulation, at the end of the Battle of Armageddon, it showed Jesus coming back in the clouds. And of course, it was just an, a brilliant explosion of light and a beam, a shaft, shining into the earth. And of course, I couldn't show you what Jesus looked like, but they had this fellow that looked like the devil. And he, I mean, he didn't look like with a red suit and the horns, but he looked like a Big creature with horrid wings and big goats uh, horns on his head. And uh, amen. When Jesus come, amen. Every knee bowed, every tongue confessed and that old devil fell down into the pit like the scripture said he would and said in the movie, they added a little, took a little license, and they added it, but I loved it because that devil started saying, you have prevailed, oh Nazarene, you have conquered, oh Nazarene, hallelujah, and I thought, well glory, even Hollywood knows that he is the Nazarene, he's the prophet of Nazareth, come on somebody, he came man from Nazareth, He's the Holy One of God. I've come to tell you today and hope that you've got this in your mind. Christmas may be over but Jesus is still Lord. Christmas may have come and gone. You may have got what you wanted and you may not have. But if you miss the baby in the manger, if you miss the gift of God, if you miss the offering of heaven, you missed it all. it. Anyway, way because Jesus is coming back in the clouds of glory to catch away a waiting church. Can you say Amen? Oh, stand with me if you would. We hope you enjoyed today's message and we'll tune in again next time. Raising the Standard is the media ministry of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. For more information on the various outreaches and ministries of the Richmond House of Prayer, please visit our website at www.arhop.life. Thanks for listening.